and they don't like come out. Reptilian they, humans or just no, reptile reptile looking humans. And that's where the that's where a lot of I think them Mark are. dated one of those. <laughs> <laughs> We're not going there, are we? I, I think Frank married one. <laughs> hey man. Oh. Stop it. <laughs> See? I don't want any oh. gossip. Yeah. You heard him. You're gonna, you're gonna get killed by my wife. Just to let you know, because you should know. I would like to introduce Sean Kinney, who is an American actor who's most famous for his role as Captain Christopher Pike on the original Star Trek episode with William Shatner and uh, Leonard Nimoy and and a, a whole cast of other people. Uh, this show revolutionized, um, I think, television. I think it was the first show where you had an African-American female kissing a white person, if I'm correct. correct. And and that was just something that you didn't see in, in the 60s. And uh, it was a show that I don't know how many millions of people watched in the United States and then syndicated across the world, essentially, mm-hmm. one of the most popular shows. And, and uh, we're just really fortunate to have an original cast member. He played, I'm just going to, if you can take the camera. Oh, yeah. Can you guys see this? Yep. All right. That's who he played. Um, and Christopher Pike is in the new Star Trek series. Correct. He gets blown away. So here's my first question. How did you get involved in acting to begin with and, and your modeling career? And people don't know about that. Um, I, I was in England. I was in the Air Force. I was uh, five years in the Air Force, and I was only about 21, 22 when I got out. I went in at 17. And when I, when I was – I was on stage one day, and I didn't realize in England, and I'm watching Michael Caine and uh, – what's his name? Uh, doing Sleuth, the, the play. And I'm going, oh, my God, I'm in the 10th row. Michael Caine and Sir Lawrence Olivier. Really? And I, I got chills, and I said, oh, man, I would love to do this. So I go back to the base the next morning, and they say, well, we want you to be an officer in the Air Force. We want to send you to officer candidate school. And I was Airman of the Month at that time. I said, you know what? I got the bite. And my CO says, what do you mean the bite? I said, well, I went and saw these two guys, and I'm going to be an actor. <laughs> he said, I guess we can't talk you out of that. Yeah. And that was it. And I really? Left, I left uh, a month later. I came back to the States. I got to Boston, where I'm from. And I told my mother that I wanted to go to college and I wanted to do, you know, I got the GI Bill. I got all this stuff. And she said, oh, good. You're going to be an architect because you were a draftsman in the Air Force. And I said, yeah, Mom, but I think I'm going <laughs> to probably look into acting. And she says, no, you're not. That's- yeah. No, your parents not. still do that today. Uh, to yeah, kids. And, and I said, no, I think I'm going to, and I've, I've got a place out in California. I'm going to go, but first I got to stop in Texas and see a girlfriend and blah blah. Long story short, that's how I got there. And then all of a sudden, I was in a theater, and I had done five, six plays, uh, getting, trying to get a really big part on TV or movies, and sure enough, a lady comes in after I did the play one night, and she says. Um, I'm Mitzi McGregor. I'm an agent. Um, do you have an agent? I said, oh, no. She said, you were very good in the play. I liked what you did. He, he, she says, um, I want you to sign with me. It'll be a year, maybe two, but I'll leave that open to you. And I want you to meet somebody at Paramount Studios. I said, who's that? Uh, Gene Roddenberry. Uh, I don't know who he is. Oh, you'll know who he is. Mm-hmm. Believe me. So, but, but says, Sean, you never had any formal acting training, just, correct? Just 
in England I did a little, uh -huh. and then when I was doing plays, of course you always want right. to go to learn and do, you know, workshops, we used to call them. You know, you But you're very much a natural. I felt very good, and I'll tell you how I knew that okay. it was in my blood, is when my mother saw me on television, she called me and she says, you know, I didn't want to tell you this, but <laughs> your grandfather and your grandmother met on the Irish stage. Oh, oh wow. No. So it's DNA. Yeah. DNA. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's in your so DNA. So what's going on, right. man? Yeah. And she said, and I really liked what you did on that show. It was really good. Right. And that was my mom. Wow. Yeah. Good. So you don't know when you want to do something, why you want to do it. And you get chills like I did when I was watching the play. And that's, yeah. you know. I usually don't ask guests this, but uh, how old are you? 81 this year. 81. The only reason why I say that is because look at him. 81 <laughs> years old. Yeah. Should he's, motivate you out there. He's a handsome He's a good-looking 81-year-old. I mean, Thank you, but, Okay, we're going to go back. We want to hear about Gene Roddenberry, but then we, I also want to talk about your modeling career. But let's hear how this whole Gene Roddenberry story. Uh, yeah, I got and, in. I got in, and, and uh, Ernie Loso and there was another guy. They were casting people. They said, well, Gene wants to see you personally because uh, I, I, they asked me to come to Paramount through Mitzi. And I go in, and they said, Miss, uh, go in that door over there, and that's Mr. Roddenberry's personal office. So I go in, and just sit down, and he'll be over. So I go in, and it's like this, but really nice stuff on the walls. Not too elaborate, mm -hmm. nice. I sit down. He comes in, and he just walks around me. And he kind of looks at me out the side like this. And then he goes over, and he has a picture of Jeffrey Hunter on the table. And he says, can you turn that way, Mr. Kenny? that way. Can you turn this way over here? And then he goes up to me and he's got the picture and he says, it's a match. That's it? That's it. You got the job? Yeah. He says, are you allergic <clears throat> to, we're going to do your face with a lot of Plastiparis stuff. You have to wear a Plastiparis face and we'll just let you breathe out through your nostrils to put them, to put the form on. Right. Then while we're getting ready for this, our makeup guy will have the pic, the, the whole mask or the the, bo the body face of your face, right. and that will be how he'll be working on it. And I, oh, and it, of course, as an actor, having been in plays, you always say yes to everything, right. especially when the director asks you. You know, so I said, oh no, I'm not allergic to anything. You sure not? Because you know, some people get claustrophobic, claustrophobic, yeah. and they start to freak out. And I said, no, I'm fine. So that's how it. I started. remember that. <laughs> I remember that episode. The, the it was an electric wheelchair almost, well, wasn't it? I ran it. Actually, it, everything was there for me to run. So I had to do the lights going off and on. Yes, one, two. And there was a, it, was a, it was a little bar, and you kept your thumb on it. it was a, a, I forget the name of the things, but when you let go, it would beep. Mm -hmm. So I always had to have my finger on it while I was sitting in the right. chair. And it's, oh it's amazing. So if I remember correctly, that was a two-part episode absolutely uh, and hardly any of them were ever two parts it was always Never. one part it's the only one of the original series right. TOS as it's called that was the only one it was a part one and part two but right. I gotta tell you about the light okay go ahead this here was the light right. so I'm holding it down and then when uh, and I moved a little bit my shoulders and the cameraman was really cool he says Sean yes sir I he said you're moving too much with the shoulders Try to do it without moving the shoulders when you're doing oh, this. I gotcha. So I yeah. got it, and finally I didn't move at all. So, you know, I got right. Yeah, you're like a para, like a paraplegic. Right. And after the show was done, I don't know why they they destroyed the chair. Why? 
and it would have been worth half a million dollars. They right, said. should have been in a Star Trek they, they, museum. They, they, they just <clears throat> came in the prop, the prop guys, and then 30, striking it out. Thirty years right. later, a woman walks up to my table with this. My dad was the prop man, and your name's on the back. I only wanted to see three things in life: the Louvre, this, and wanted to see you because my dad was the prop man. So she oh had, she, she had, had that. She had this. Oh. I got another chill walk, walk, watching her walk towards me with this thing in her hand, and she put it on my signing table because I'm signing autographs. Could you sign this, my father? See your name's here. Like you wanted to keep it on the back. Hey, that should right. be mine. Can I have it? <laughs> yeah. I signed. I wonder it where. It, it I wonder where it is now. She's got it somewhere. Right. We got to track her down. You the know her name. Thing left. Somebody's house. It's yeah. some. It's some. It's in a garage yeah. somewhere. It's in a garage. She probably yeah. just put it in there. Oh, she may have put it up on the mantle for her dad because she said she had a picture of her father. He did all the props on Star Trek. But you not only did the Pike Christopher Pike episode, you were also on the Starship on the console. On the console. Yes. So you want? Let's see. Let's see yeah. that. I want oh. to show you. This, this is this is this kind I of got cool. the other day. And there I am there as, as the helmsman on the show. Okay. Right there you can see it. But the, there's Ahura? my lovely girl. She's wonderful. Yeah, only— And George. Yeah. And so— Asian. I did play the uh, navigator on one show where George wanted out of the show. A lot of people don't know this. He was getting nothing but just yes, no's until he did the show with what, the sword. Yeah, we right. took a shirt off in the hallway. Right. And that, I started, that brought him back. He was but, all sweaty. But he says, hey, Sean, uh, I'm going down to North Carolina, John Wayne. I'm going to do Green Berets. I said, what? Yeah, and Gene, I just told him I like the way you work with me. You'll be the navigator of this next show. You? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Taste of Armageddon. You know, I met I met George Takai. Did you? Yeah, he's, he's great. Super cool guy. Great Really guy. nice. So anyway, there I am there, and I want to show you. Okay. Somebody that I really like a lot, this gentleman. He is a... Oh, he's a wonderful person. Got to bring you back up to the microphone. Oh, look at that. Wow. This is the whole bridge he made for me. Please go back on right here. Yeah, just click it on. But anyway. Maybe we can open it up for the camera. He made this, yeah. He made this. And John, watch this right here. Yeah. You guys can hold it up. Wait, hold on a second. I don't want to break it because I was breaking. Yeah, it'll come apart on those clips. But we want you to see this. Is that good? John Wittenberry. Yeah. John Wittenberry. Grab more. What was that? Yeah. yeah, right here. This camera. Oh, okay. Hold on a second. There this thing go. is like here is just. Don't break it, Mark. Oh yeah, there we go. He hand painted everything. Wow. He did everything. He's an executive at Northrop yeah. Aviation. Oh wow. And he just loved the series. Yeah. And we had dinner with him yesterday. He says, Sean, I have a gift for you. And he brings this over and he says, There you are. He says, I painted all the uniforms by hand. Mm. <laughs> I'm saying. Who did the molding? Did uh, he do the cast? He did, he, everything. Everything was was not painted or none of this was on. Wow. He took a lot of so time. So that's a one of us. He said, I took a week to do it. A week? Yeah. I had to do guy. it at night when I wasn't, you know, with right. my executives talking we gotta to We got to get them. this thing. This thing, you have to glue it back on. Yeah, right I will. Yeah. yeah, but I'll put it back Let's in put there. this back. We don't anyway, want this Anyway, yeah, it's just, he yeah, said I got it. it. That should be in the Star Trek Museum right there. That's beautiful. Well. Yeah, with his oh, ingenuity, an wow. engineer, genius guy. And that's before 3D uh, printing, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now, yeah. now you can we make it. forgot them. about that. Right. But you also, uh, Sean, you, Star Trek wasn't, Star Trek is probably your most famous role because it was watched by literally millions of people because we had like three channels back then, 8, right. 10, right. 39. Right. And 
cable TV didn't even exist. Nope. We just had to actually go to the television and turn a dial. I don't people have, don't even yeah. understand what that's. Yeah. I don't even think no, they know what a dial means. No clicker, anymore. right? Well, <laughs> okay, well, so ca- but cable TV actually started with a cable. That's right, a right. cable that went to your that's TV, right. and you had yeah. to push buttons. Yeah, but was this show syndicated? It was. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, did you? Did it, they pay actors every time they showed it, or did you guys just get one? Well, residuals. Yeah. yeah, you had you, to get residuals. You get right? residuals okay. from SAG. Right. But what's interesting about the length of the show is, it's in my book, but um, Gene's partner at the time, uh, he came up to me in a wheelchair one day, and he uh, rolled up to the, my table where I was signing. Uh, Bob, I forget his last name, but his name was Bob. And his daughter was pushing the wheelchair. And he says, Mr. Kenny, we didn't find you. We weren't going to get a second season. Really? Said, what do you mean? Bob Justman. And I said, he said, we had NBC and execs come in one day. They sat around on the table and they said, we don't like the fact that you have this pilot called the cage that's sitting in the vault that we spent two or three million dollars on. So unless you find a way to show that show. The cage? That's the one, yeah. The original with Jeffrey Hunter. Okay. So that's when they would look for me because Jeffrey Hunter's wife, Dixie was her name, he want, they wanted to do another episode of The Cage because the first one didn't sell. And Jeffrey Hunter was a movie star. So the wife comes in, and this is, I was told this by, by his other wife that I met, hmm. Emily McLaughlin. She comes in and she says, well, my husband is a movie star, and I know you guys want, you know, want him in this next pilot that you're going to do, but I have to sit next to the people, the suits, as they're called. Right. right. And I have to decide, the and the director and I have to agree on the that's takes that really, my that's husband, not fly. husband's doing. Oh, no. Here's <laughs> the end of it. They, Gene Roddenberry was in on the meeting, and he says, yeah, thank you. We'll get back to you. Yeah. Stands up, goes out, and he says, i got to find a way to do the cage. I got to take it, rework it, write a part two to it, and that's how Menagerie. Wow, the Menagerie was good. Really that's good. that's a how good it, one. That's how it happened. Right. So, was was William Shatner always Captain Kirk? Yeah, from the beginning. Yeah. How was it like working with him? A lot of people didn't like him. I understood why he was the way he was. Mesomorphic, remember? Right. Well, uh, and he, you want to explain? He needed, explain that. Explain well, that. Well, mesomorphic is usually somebody that's. Very much not listening to a lot of other people, and he's in charge. And he has a lot of physicality, okay? Whereas I was told this by a psychologist one time. I had a meeting with a guy one day, and we were just having some wine together. And he says, you know, when you look at TV shows, it's always ecto, endo, meso. I said, what's that mean? He says, well, ectomorphic. Well, ectomorphic is Spock. Mental, not a lot of words. Right. Uh, mesomorphic is the guy that's kind of leading the charge. Yes. That's Kirk. And endomorphic is Doc. Jim, yeah. Jim, we have to get these people. Right. You know, okay? <laughs> yeah. That was Doc. Right. And so I said, you mean that's a formula? <coughs> he says, look at MASH. He goes, look at this. Yeah. I dream look a genie. That. I dream a genie. Look, there's always ecto endomorso. Right. Right. I'm going, wow, man. That's a good formula. It, it, it is a you, formula. You would think that an executive producer would figure that out, but it wasn't. It came from a psychiatrist. Would that so, formula work today? 
Yes. Still does. But, uh, a, but a lot of people, I'm probably giving these people a million-dollar idea here. Right. Right. Because if you start wondering why people aren't attached to one character or the other, and you'll see it. Right. You'll see people like today to come up to the table. Oh, I love Spock, man. Yeah. Oh, and Jimmy was so cool. Oh, Captain, Captain, we got to get his hair, you know. Yeah. And you know, <laughs> give me the crescent, and, you know, right? Yeah, give me it. Give me the wrench. We're going you know, down. I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. So, the Irishman. Yeah, but what was really funny about that scene is, like you asked about Kirk, he wasn't liked because he had to lead the charge all the time. He knew it. And the other two guys said, as long as he's, and they'd go like this, because I'm in the chair and nobody knows right. I can listen to them. Because right. you become part of the furniture. Oh. So I'm in the chair like this with the mask Mike'd on. Right. And they're talking behind me. Look, at, look, hey, Jimmy, yeah, he's stealing our light. Look what's going on over there. <laughs> stealing so your Doc. Light. Stealing your light? Oh. Go get the gaffer to change it. So all of a sudden, Jimmy goes over. He says, hey, buddy. Uh, you got all the light on him, but what about us? We're right here. Right, we're in the door. shadows. What are you, what are you doing? Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, yeah, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <coughs> so he was Mr. acting Mr. as the director. Yeah. What was the director? That he was a lot of those guys That he too. was more important. Right. You know? I mean, yeah. some I'm, actors. I'm the alpha was male. Gene, you guys okay, follow. Gene Roddenberry wrote the book. Was he always on set when... Never. Really? Never came on the set. No, and that was so cool because he had two directors... Um, and I got their names. They're back there, okay? That the two directors, Joe Pevney and, the, and there was another guy, another guy, they did all the episodes in the 72 episodes, just those two guys. Occasionally a guy would come in, they'd like him, Gene would like him, and it, they'd give him a shot. But these other guys always come in on time because budget was tight. Do, do you remember when you did that episode with the Gorn? Yes. And it was a giant oh, a, reptilian, reptilian alligator. It was, right. Looking yes, that's one of the aliens that are present around today. They're reptilians. Okay, we touched upon that. Can you t can you discuss this? These aliens that you well, know. Well, first of all, this has n not much to do with Star Trek. Right. This is his thoughts of what he thinks well, is on not this only, planet it's not today. Only, it's not only Sean's thoughts. There are a lot of people no, no, well, I mean, that know but, about this. Right. I watched something on Gaia, uh, Cosmic Disclosure. I'll recommend. This to the audience. It's an episode with Richard Doty, who was the head of security at Area 51. He had to wait 25 years because I had to sign a non-disclosure. I had a top secret clearance when I was in England. And you sign it, and you can go to jail for life if you break that thing. Well, Richard Doty waited 25 years as the head of security at Area 51 <coughs> to talk about the five kinds of aliens. And on the show, he shows them. So what are with, they? With, with so area, Emer area, area, Smith. area 51 actually has five types of aliens. Five types that they know about. Are and there you, five types of spaceships that came in or UFOs or whatever? they? Some, like how'd they get here? Well, <clears throat> some were already here. The reptilians are all underground. They can't seem to be outside too much in our atmosphere. So when you go to like Dulce in New Mexico, mm -hmm. there's a lot of them in there in Dulce. And I know that from an Apache friend who lives there. He's seen him. Yeah. And he was an actor. And he is still an actor. I'm going to use him on our show. Okay. But he said, hey, Sean, man, Dulce, you know, that's, you go down about five levels. It's reptilians. And they don't like come out. Reptilian they, they, humans? Or just no, reptile, reptile looking humans. And that's where the, that's where a lot of I think Mark are. dated one of those. <laughs> 
We're not going there, are we? I, I think Frank married one. <laughs> hey, man. Oh. Stop it. See? I don't want any oh. gossip. Yeah. You heard him. You're going to get killed by my wife tonight. Anyway. Maybe it was one of my exes. Um, yeah. When you hear Richard Doty describe the different kinds, he says, we've checked them all out. There's only five. The ones that... But are they nice or are they not nice? Some aren't. Reptiles are not nice. Now, one guy there shed? on Emory Smith says there's two types of rep- reptilians. This, I, hope, I hope the audience doesn't mind this. Some eat humans. Yeah, they I heard that. eat them. Okay. Others aren't that way. They've become more civilized. They've been here for a thousand years, living in the earth, inner earth. So then he says, but the ones that Eisenhower signed with in 1950-whenever, when he was supposed to go to a golf game and he was actually at Edwards Air Force Base— are the tall whites, which look German, and they actually can speak German. And they're about 6'5", okay? And no. Richard Doty will confirm this. And he says... Do they, they live in Germany? No, they live in the uh, Pleiades. They come from a planet. They actually came to Area 54, which I met an Air Force guy, and it was on one of the shows. And he was at Area 54 for like four or five years, and they come through a portal. They just come, and they brought their kids oh, and their okay. wives, and they look, you know, tall Germans, tall German looking. The wives are how about tall? Like six, six four, six, six five. The so women, they can blend in with they, they can, but they, their eyes are a little different. They're bigger, and you know, but but the crazy thing about it was that the women come in, and I heard this on that show, and they have like a phaser on their hip, and they bring the kids. Right. And the kids have never been to the earth. And they run around in Area 54 and everything. And I'll give you two funnies. The funny one that I, that I found out was the women had always jumpsuits on when they came. Like the space, right? And they saw a Sears catalog one day. And they started to ask the guy, can we have some of these clothes to take them back to where we come from? So they ordered these clothes for these women. And it's from a Sears catalog. <laughs> the guy was saying he, he was shocked. He says they he says, They must be bummed that they went well, bankrupt. Femme, yeah, exactly. <laughs> femme is femme, right? And so it was really cool. But you didn't mess with the kids. If you got anywhere near the kids, they'd kill you. They have a, a like a phaser taser that kills right. you. They have it right on the They're not screwing around. They don't screw around. You don't go near How many children. kids do they usually have? I mean, do they, they how do they procreate? Is this why is this is this why that they have this whole it's not even UFOs? They won't say that much about these things because they know it's true. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Well, Doty. So the head. Okay. So the head of security for Area Fifty One waited twenty five years. Talks, he had to. Okay. And not only did he may go to jail, but they always end up disappearing. Those guys, right? They just kill them if they start. No, they, this guy is uh, very Solid. protected. Yeah. And, and they're they're see what it is now. They want to let people know aliens exist. That's right. why they had that thing in Las Vegas. Oh, they came in, they landed right. in the yard. They have to slowly do it. Right. They're trying not to get the fear factor going because right. up until then, the CIA was always saying they're evil. You know, right. those shows that you watched, you right. know, about during that time. Oh, right. they're evil and they now kill they everybody. But they're not. The right, right. But they're not. They're not. They have their way. Like they, the guy interviewing the uh, ones at Area 54, the whites, tall whites, they said, well, you know, uh, we have dogs and everything, and and the, and the woman says we don't have animals on our planet. What do you mean? He said we kill them all. They don't want any animals on their planet. Hmm. And that was shock to me that she said that one of the wives to the guy, the older man. He used to he was a. Then what do they eat then? They they're vegans, 
It's probably plants. <laughs> no, it's probably. Yeah. Yeah. But well, he said it was killed all the animals. <laughs> Even though, a- I want to see an alien cookbook. You know, yeah, I, I'd like to. I'm see on the that alien too. diet. <laughs> like you know who? I, you know who looks like an alien? There's two people that look like aliens to me: Mark Zuckerberg. Yeah, he looks. And Elon weird. Musk looks a little alien. Little alien. He looks like half alien. <laughs> yeah. Maybe he's not like a full alien. Half reptilian, half, half uh, hybrids. Uh, hybrids. No, I look at their eyes. No, I think they could I mean, be hybrids. If you think about how smart they are. I, yeah. How, how can how, anyone? Where'd you get a brain like that? Right. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Zuckerberg they, does look a little robotic. You he look like, like you'd be the one, half reptilian. Oh, stop. Yeah. I, I just peeled. I had a bad sunburn. I, I felt I like a reptile. I didn't know brothers did this. Yeah, we do this. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, okay. You just described two. Yep. Tall white, reptilians. Tall whites, reptilians. And then there's the even. Uh, extraterrestrial entity, E-B-E-N, and then the greys. Now, the greys are more robotic. Those are the ones that sometimes would pick people up and examine them and do this and that. They're right. greys, and they, they, they move they're like... They're like Spock. They're, they're uh, cerebral. They're, yeah, uh, but the Ebens, uh, they gave up their humanness, and it said in the, in the whole thing with Richard Doty, they were very sad that they had done that because they have been coming here for many, many years. And the one that happened in Roswell, there were two crashes. There was one near Roswell, and there was one over in San Something Canyon. I went to Roswell for the, they invited yeah. me there for the screen. Uh, and so all of a sudden they said, during that time, those two ships that crashed, we didn't shoot them down. It was some electrical storm. And they had always been going around that ace that place near Roswell because it was the highest place located in the United States for nuclear weapons. And I think they were trying to neutralize it so we wouldn't get into a war. So there's Captain... There was a whole episode on Star Trek about that when when, um, the guy came, went back in time and he had to disassemble a nuclear bomb because they were about to blow up. I remember that. And, And I'm telling you, because... A lot of the stuff in Star Trek. Yeah, it's here now. It's weird. Like the flip phone. Right. Tell us a story about that flip phone. Yeah. Uh, or this thing right here. Yeah. You guys, can you, can you get this on camera? So um, this is this is how they used to communicate. There was like, a, they open yeah. it up. This the, is a model of that Star Trek flip phone. I think Gene a little <clears throat> bit went into the future. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah. And I think he did. And he was asked to come up to upstate New York one time. This is in Ancient Aliens. You catch the show. I watch that. I watch the yeah. whole series. You watch that great series about, about these mysterious nine that yeah. they channeled. Yeah. This is multimillionaires up there. They called Gene Broadberry to come up to upstate New York. He goes up there to their place. They sit him down and they said, "Okay, the nine is going to tell you what we." And there it is. They just laid out Star Trek. They said, "This is what you have to bring to the people." Because well, if you think about yeah. it, that thing that that Lieutenant Uhura had in her ear, right, she had an and, all, and then we yeah. all have them. Doctor Dre, <laughs> yeah. And then no. they have, then they had this flip phone. Flip phone. The flip phone was the first. The only one. thing that we haven't done yet is uh, the phase. transport. Yeah, in the pod. Oh, the only reason coming. why they had to do that is they wanted to have a spaceship that parked outside the main Enterprise and go down. Right. And and the NBC pod. says too expensive. So all of a sudden, Roddenberry says, well, why don't we just make them disappear and let them disappear? Uh, right. And Gene came up with that. So then the guy invented the transporter. Beam me up, Scotty. Yeah, beam me up. Right. Yeah, they, Get me they, out of here. That was money. They, yeah. they, they just oh, bought see. a new ship. But it's almost like, even though they didn't have the money, it seems like some idea was planted in their head to make people appear one place, go through a 
wormhole or whatever and yeah. appear in another place. Yeah. So that may even been constructed without realizing Correct. Because it seems like that's what we're looking at. We're looking at travel. We're, we're still in planes, I think. When we advance, we're going to figure out how to go into a pod and end up somewhere. Or there's the those where. those um, what, those holes that they go through that you were yeah. describing. Portals. A portal? Yeah, they go through a portal. <laughs> portal? Yeah. I mean, hey, look. There's all <laughs> these. Have, Frank, this is what okay. I'm going to say. Because I, I don't dismiss this stuff. Right. Like I'm not a conspiracy, conspiracy theory dude. Right. But Denier. there's a whole bunch of people, smart people, that go missing completely oh, that's so every crazy. year. If you look up, if you want to do something crazy, <clears throat> look how many people disappear every year in America. Just look in that the up. world. Hey, oh. Anyone out there? Just look. Just and Google national. how many. No, you could just go America. Yep. Yep. I guarantee you, you'll be shocked of the number. And they never. How many people you think? There, how many people you think disappear? Never 4,000? 5,000? How many? Millions. Okay, let's see. 600,000. 600,000 a year. In America, in America disappear? Yep. disappear? And are never found? Okay, so let's say let's say half of those are are bullshit, and there's like a custody battle, and someone takes their kid or vanished it. Or yeah, yeah. They get off the grid. That's still 300,000. A year. Let's just say it's 50,000. Where do they go? Um in national parks, they They're won't getting talk. Eaten they won't by talk. lizards. Here, they hear. won't talk about it in national parks because there's a lot of portals right. in national right. parks. Right. That's why they didn't build in those parks. They said something's wrong here. Yeah. We put the lumber out here and it disappeared. So they said, "Well, we'll make it." So Roosevelt said, "Oh, we'll make this one a park." Federal and park. All of a right. sudden, right? The Yosemite. Teddy put out the word that we got to have so many national parks. Now here's the end of it. I I saw a show one time and the guy comes on and he wanted to investigate just like you wanted to do, Mark, and he said. How come this guy disappeared? And they said, yeah, but we we got it on film, how he disappeared. And they showed it. And the guy is walking away from his wife, and he says, I'm gonna, and it, uh, there was an Indian burial ground at one of the parks. And it was in New Mexico. And he said, I'm just going to walk down here, honey. I'm going to go over there. I'm going to check that out, and I'll come back. So he walks down, and she says, bye. And she's with her cell phone. Right. And all of a sudden, that cell phone goes away. And then this couple's they're in a little cavern on the side of the hill. And they said, oh, hi. What's your name? And they got the cell phone. And it's the guy that left his wife, and he's walking along in front of them. And he says, yeah, I'm just checking this out, man. I'm, I'm going to go down there. So he goes down, and she's taking a picture of him, and he's walking this little trail. Gone. Disappeared. She goes, oh, my God. Where did he go? And he went through a portal. Didn't know the portal was there. So there's portals all over this yeah. world. So, and you know what? Forests are kind of creepy. Mount Shasta, too. <clears throat> you to you always have that feeling where, where you think about, like, people murdering and burying kids. There's something weird about forests and these big parks. It's always that, a forest. It's always a forest. You just like, that's why people just kind of stay away from it unless you're camping. There's not a whole bunch of people that go, let's go in a forest. There's something creepy about them. Some yeah. people love them, but those people may be yeah, and lizard people. Uh, one guy left his father by the stream, and he said, Dad, I'll be back for you. I'm going to go on the other side right. and go through. Bomb. And I had Bomb. something happen to me in Wyoming. I went up there to look for a, a movie location, and, and I went with a couple of people, and we were walking outside. And my buddy, who was in one of the movies with me, says, Hey, Sean. He was in Texas. Hey, man. When you go out there, you stay on that trail. Okay? I said, What do you mean? You'll see it. There's a path, but don't get off the path. I said, okay. So I went out, and the two people came with me, That's and we were walking along, and there's a river, like a stream like this, and the, the, the path comes like this and goes along the stream. And I thought, oh, look at that hill over there. 
That's so interesting. I wonder what's on there. There might be some really old you're, artifacts. You're in attracted the, to it, though. So I, with a jump, I go on the other side, and all of a sudden, a voice comes out of the mountain. Stay on the trail. This has happened to you? Was it uh, a park I, ranger? And the girls screamed. <laughs> there were two girls walking with no. me. And they crazy. screamed. Ah! And I said, I jumped back. And then I, I said, let's get out of here. we got to go back. And I saw J John. And he was on his horse. He had come just to see we were okay. He said, I told you to not get off the trail, man. I said, what? He said, that's NORAD in there. You're inside that mountain. Oh. Nobody knows. But they've had lumber people go over there, and they're not supposed to be near there. And they left all the wood out there. That was 10 years ago. So no. NORAD had these places in the in, mountains. In the mountains. They still haven't found that 747. Mm -hmm. MD yeah. whatever. Right. That it just disappeared. Gone. You're like, yeah, that's what you hear. A lot of planes just vanish. And that Bermuda Triangle. triangle. Bermuda like Triangle. A yeah. bunch of aviators. Right. Gone. Yeah. Right. And then there's just people. Just a bleep off the screen. And they're but there's vanished. people who say um, that they were abducted. Right. Yeah. And they did. I, I mean, they seem legit unless they're having some weird, like, LSD whatever but there's yeah, but LSD doesn't. But then, what do are that, those things? Know. What are those things that the military is documenting and go? Yeah, we see the, the stuff all the well, time. Well, how about Captain Fravor? He was a pilot here uh, for San Diego, and he's the one who took his jet, and he was he was flying. It's all over, mm -hmm. and he spots a UFO, which which he he didn't know that the Navy was spotting them every day. It's mm -hmm. it's on the news yeah, today. Yeah, they kept it quiet. Yeah, and they finally. Put a tracker, and they're able to track this. They call it the TikTok, 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 like a TikTok. Yeah, it looks like they show a video of that or right. going like this. And there was no, you know, there was there was no exhaust coming out of it. There was no heat trail. There was no sound. It was just, but they they have it on film. Mm -hmm. So that right there is the first time I thought we either have the best military secrets kept on, you know, highly intelligent, uh, maybe war machines or travel or there's something out there. And it, when you look at the ocean, 70% of the, the globe is water. They say they live in the ocean. So are there any of those five that come from the ocean, you think, or live in the ocean? Did, did he name one of those? Yeah. I mean, um, I can see the ground, but it seems like you it would be a better hiding spot. They if you probably were... crushed that submarine because it got too low, too close to their place. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, those guys were out there and they just imploded. You don't, you don't know. Lots you, know stuff you guys happens. are going down. You're too close. You can't, you Crush can't explode. Them. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, it's like you said, 70% is water, so we don't know. Right. I mean, they haven't gone in enough. You can't I'm sure in. our Navy knows a lot of stuff. Right. To think about, because I was a avid scuba diver for years. I was on, I was on a scuba team. And uh, when you're in the water, when you go about 80 feet, the, the only thing you're seeing is here. <clears throat> there, mm -hmm. there could be stuff 10 feet in, uh, mm -hmm. on top, 10 feet below, mm -hmm. 20 feet to the left. Your vision is so tunnel vision that you don't know what's really That's around you. That's true. I never thought about that. You right. closed There's off. There's no sun. You're, you're you got to Yeah, I know that for sure because, you know, we used to go there looking for, we did a body recovery, right? So we, mm -hmm. they call us when someone's dead and we have to find their body. So when you're looking, you're floating around and it's three-dimensional. So you could, the body could be above you because everyone's always <laughs> thinking the body's going to be on the ground. But no, sometimes it, it just floats. And yeah. you could go right under it, 10 feet away, it. not see it. So oh, at what true. point do you think the government's starting, but I don't think they're releasing everything. I think they're very nervous about saying yeah. 
What's well, gonna it's gonna hit them? They're still afraid because I think religion right, has well, religion we're, we're the me. only beings. This right. is Christianity. I don't know about Muslims or whatever, but there could be a, a paradigm blow up. I, I when think you start saying they're from another planet, they right. don't know about whatever religion. I, I think they're more worried about the control because what religion does is keeps everyone in control. That's right. You know, don't do this, do that. Yeah. There's, there's certain Which is rules. good. Which is yeah, good you have for to follow. And then if that's blown out of the water, no. like, hey, man, this yeah. Bible is there, but there's other things going on. There you go. You can have the society go like, first of all, completely rejected. Unless one of those reptilian or guys come to your house, you're just going to go, I don't believe it. Yeah. And a lot of people don't want to think outside the box. Right. I am thinking it's probably 40 to 50 percent of the yeah. country. Yeah. And if you upset people where they yeah. can't even go to work anymore. Right. That's a hard one. Right. Well, so I think that's why what, what Mark said. It happened. It during a radio show when they said we were being what, invaded, what, War of the Worlds. <laughs> yeah. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. People flipped out. What was the guy's name? Wells. Orson, Orson Wells? Wells. Was it Orson Wells? H.G. Wells wrote H. G. it. H.G. Wells. Yeah. But who? But who? Who was oh, reading it? Um. Yeah. It was That's Orson uh, Wells. He he might have been reading it. Yeah. No, they said we're being attacked. We're being attacked. And everyone people and just flipped out, right. and they were like, "No, that's so." If they've got that the indication, world. right? They're saying to themselves, "Wow, how much should we push ahead?" Right. And they that go, could have been a test. A couple of inches at a time. Let's not, right. you know, exactly. And they've come out with the tic tac thing, right. and they, you know, that's that's opened up for a lot of people in, in right. aviation. Said, "Yeah, I've seen those things too." So the, right. don't tell me I'm a liar. Right. What they just said probably helped a lot of the pilots that right. said, I mean, there was a Japanese guy. He was flying out of L.A., and he started to go towards Tokyo, and he had this giant UFO that he was riding near. It was like 300 feet wide, but, and he got just Hammered. chastised when right. he got back to Tokyo, and it was the Americans saying, don't let him say anything about that. Right. And they, they took him off being a pilot. And to this day, he was telling the truth. Right. It's the largest UFO. That, that's, that's what the problem yeah. is. The pilots don't want to be considered going psycho because you, you, have, you, know, you have a multi-million dollar jet you're yeah. in charge of. And, and if you start thinking there's aliens out there. You're a whack job. Yeah. You're a whack job. So they don't report it. Nope. But now they're starting to report it. So now they actually have – the Navy actually has a way to report UFOs and they're, they're tracking yeah. this. And they're all seeing them like on the – and they thought – they were just on the West Coast or they're just on the East Coast, but they're all over. West and East Coast, mm -hmm. these pilots are seeing over and over that one sphere and it's surrounded by a, a triangle or a box. It's a box with a, a sphere in it, just floating all over. That's and one probably, of them almost hit two jets. So speaking about your show, mm -hmm. one of the main things about Star Trek was the prime directive. Never let them see you. That's right. And this is like what yeah, they club. probably have the same – Ideas. As long never let them see you, or right. else we're going to be screwed. Yeah. yeah, and as long as they're not killing people, like in, 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 that's what Taste of Armageddon was about. When they got there, they said, "Oh, we had a war with this other planet, and we were killing each other." But now we just have them walk into destruction chambers. I remember that. Remember, they were just negotiate. And, and, okay, we're right. going to kill twenty thousand, and yeah. you're going to kill thirty. Yeah, that's, yeah, and that's what Kirk and says. Kirk's oh, like, well, let's go back to the old way. First, we're going to blow up all your stuff on the ground. Right. Then we're going to kill all the people that try to fight us. And no, no, 
you can't do that. I remember he had the beard, the guy yeah. who was from the other planet. Yeah. And that was where they had to go beyond what you just said. Right. What was it? The, the uh, prime Tip-tap. directive. Right. When that got to be there, prime directive went out the window because you don't kill a bunch of people like that. Right. And Gene wrote that last one because he had been in two wars. And he mm. said to a lot of people, I fought two wars. Right. You know, with Japan, and then he fought Korea a little bit. And he said, and his wife told me a great story. He was such a hero, she said, my husband. And I, and I remember uh, she, she called me, and I had a studio in, in Hollywood to take pictures. And I took pictures of her, her and Rod for, his, for Gene's birthday. I think he was 70 or something. So I went up to the house, and I gave Gene the picture, and she was there with Rod. And he said to me, he says, you know, um, I did she tell you about my uh, foray into being a pilot? Or Pan Am, and I said no. Well, he told me, and she confirmed it, that he was flying into Libya or somewhere, and he felt the gas was not where it said it was. And there was a long, long strip about seven miles outside the airport where he could put it down. He put it down the plane, and all of a sudden these Bedouins with guns came out. This is what she told me too, and they started to get off Shoot. the plane and we they were going to rob everybody right. and Gene had an M1 behind him she said my wow. husband he took the M1 out and M1. he just boom, boom. Right. he just popped them all and they so they were, he so they were on Gene horses Rod, <coughs> they were on Gene horses. Roddenberry he, was a legit war hero he was oh and a cop he he wrote all the stuff for chief uh, Parker he got Chief Parker to, to start to bring the right people in, you know. Akai uh, was a police officer? Yeah. Oh, that's a, yeah. LAPD? Gene, Gene Runbury, yeah. Wow. I didn't know I that. I didn't know that. Yeah. Back no, and, and, uh, and. What a and, cool uh, dude. Yeah. yeah. He was, he was very cool. He's yeah. a badass. Uh, so let's go. We have, we, we did three of the five. We got, we got the well, We did four. Four. Name them. The, the Greys. The Greys, yeah. The Reptilians. The Reptilians. The the tall whites, tall whites, mm-hmm. and the ones that look and like the robot ones, and the ones that take and there's another organs. one that that escaped, and they're the ones that look like um, praying mantis. They have a very weird looking face. Praying mantis do my look like aliens. I can show it to you. It's on my phone, and they had a cape, and so Richard Doty said they had him one. They only that's that's why they knew there was five. And he was there at Area 51, and he got out, and he he crawled through the, um, what do you call it? Above air the, decks. The, yeah. Air vents. He went out through the air vents, and he dropped outside, and he ran. He just ran. <laughs> and they uh, they didn't know where he ran to, so they got a tracker in Nevada, and the guy would track with a horse, and he had a Great Dane or some, uh, a German Shepherd that he'd ride along and look for something. And he found that, 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 uh, even not even the the one we talked about, praying mantis type, uh, in it was in a, a canyon hiding, and the dog could smell something because it had an odor. Right. And sure enough, when when the guy came up to it, he got off his horse. He had a gun, and and it was standing there. And it, it, you know, it all of a sudden with that cape pulled it over its head, and created a like a cone, with just his feet sticking out. <laughs> And the guy called the, you know, Area 51, he says, get over here. Bring a truck. I got this thing. It's just, it looks like a, a you a know, mush, a mushroom, you right. know, like a, and that's, that was the, the fifth. How, how uh, big was it? 
about six, six feet maybe tall. Oh, so at the it was most. like yeah. they're all about six feet. Right? Yeah, about six feet. And where where did the, where did that one come from? Who knows? They're not sure. They <clears> said <throat> some of them come from the Pleiades, some but the, like the reptilians, they uh, they're from underground. What do they look like? Reptiles? And yeah. They, I mean, did you think half that, half human, half reptile? Do you think yeah. that um, like yeah, the face is a little more human than a than a than a gotcha. snake? The eyes. I got a picture of them. I'll see a picture. You want to see it? I want to see a picture. This is what Richard Doty put up. He says, this is the types, okay? I said, man, that's cool that he... Wow. Yeah. And, Told uh, you. Yep. Here it's we crazy. Go. Gallery. Ta-da. Area 51. Oh, there's... there's. I this, thought there was like there's one There's a type. poster from oh, 1966, September 8th. Wow. 57 years. <laughs> wow. So I'll show you the... Um, the reptilians. The five, yeah. I yeah. wonder what they eat. Uh, there's certain... Lasagna. <laughs> Pizza. They eat people, <laughs> they man. Eat pe- they eat people. <laughs> that's what they were told. They eat people. So that's probably where they got that gorn well, from in the series that's what I'm when thinking. they had that big reptile. Right. Oh, there's the tall whites. Oh, okay. Oh, wow. You're, Can you guys see yeah. that? <clears throat> Frank, hold that up. Okay, I'm going to hold that up. That's the tall whites. Pretty good looking people. And they're very... Um, do you guys see that? Very tall, yeah. men and women. Are they nice? Uh, no, some of them aren't. They're very arrogant. So when you meet a tall, blonde, German-looking girl in the <laughs> bar, she's ignoring you? Be careful. Just walk away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to find that one with the five. Tall. I'm, or tall. 6'4". I haven't seen too many 6'4". I think we're going to have to blondes. scrub the NBA. <laughs> find out yeah. which one of you guys funny, come man. from right. some Avatar or wherever they are. I have tall Getting people. There. Yeah. I think, I think we're going to interview Bill Walton soon. We're going to have to like really take really? a close look. Yeah. yeah. He's coming in in a week or He's so. He's like six, wow. seven. Isn't he? He's like seven feet, almost seven feet. Oh. I mean, maybe not now. He's older. We, I hope he's not wearing a cape. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Looks like a mushroom. Yeah. He may be standing right here right now. Right. Probably one of these plants. Yeah, cloaked out. <laughs> Where is he? It's here, guys. I know it is. But a praying mantis, if you look at the insect alone, those are they're crazy and they're not scared of anything. Those no. things are like that's the one. No. Insect, they kill everything. Oh, here they everything. Are. They kill hummingbirds. Wow, this is Psycho. it. Oh, there they are. That's the reptilian type. Oh, I mean, okay. this is the reptile. Now watch. Uh, I want to show you. I'll this. get that on wait, camera. Wait, wait, don't worry. Let's guys. get that there's on camera. The, there's, there's the episode. Okay. All right, I, show show that on camera. Okay, so here's what Sean's talking about. Can we zoom? Can in you on guys that? see that? Yeah. Uh, Pull it back a little bit. Yeah, there we go. And Richard go, Doty so. is in that episode and describing them and about the one that escaped. <laughs> so these these actually exist. That's the ones that exist. Oh, the reptilian guy looks cool. Yeah. Well, they they look like bodybuilders. Right. They're huh. not like tails like a like a snake. But so this looks like a bodybuilder with really bad eczema. Yeah. And there's a the tall white. See? <laughs> tall whites have the blue eyes. Oh, Probably right. from taking steroids. Skin's yeah. popping. And there's that one that escaped. And see the cloak behind him? Oh, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> Here, put, look at this. This is, this is the one that, that escaped. <laughs> went through an air vent, jumped, ran in the canyon and hid. And you can see he has that cape. Yep. He puts that over him and he turns into like a little hidden, probably looks like a rock or camouflaged. Yeah, yeah that's probably what it is. Right. When it, whatever. That's why they call it the cloaking device on the on yeah, the series. Probably right. remember? Yeah, yeah. And they ha- and and Kirk had to go sneak on, 
and flirt with the alien. Yeah. She was like a Romulan or something. Captain Kirk would made out, made out with so <laughs> many women. I know. He doesn't he, care. I don't think. I think he'd be canceled. He, today. A green girl. Uh, yeah, whatever. Green, yeah. He didn't give a shit. Michelle told me a very cute story. Yeah. She said, when the kiss was supposed to happen, the suits came and s- sat in a chair on either side of the camera. Right. And the suits are from NBC, like this, you know. Right. And he, she's in that outfit, and he's leaning her over, and just before he take. They start to take the the, the suit says to Chatner, um, whatever you do, don't tongue her. <laughs> oh God, no tongue action. Why? Because he knew he would. Maybe. Oh, so he and the <laughs> yeah, shell. Exactly. He and the shell. Maybe go, Kirk's a lizard alien. A long tongue. <laughs> Could be. He <laughs> and the shell go like that, and you remember how this kiss? Yeah. Has to yeah. Go it like was a forced kiss, though. Yeah, it was. And right. so they finished and everything, and and the the NBC guy says to her, you know. She's so beautiful. And he says, well, you know, it's the first time we've ever had a black woman and a white man kiss, and this is very monumental. And she says, you know, you might want to know this. My mother was white. Really? Ahura's mom was white? Yeah. I like that because Marco's right at the beginning of the show you're talking about. They're so advanced. They had diversity. They did. Okay, so they had... They had the Asian, they had the Scottish, yeah. they had the uh, a female, not only not only black, but a, a powerful position. Right. She's, uh, you know, a, she, a leadership she, role. Absolutely. Total leadership. Oh, Always she, calm, very articulate. And she, she was on, cool. And she went on to NASA and worked three years and recruited all these women, black women. Oh, really? you know, yeah, good. NASA oh, yes. hired her for three years to be over in She They had the Florida. Czech guy. Right? Yeah. Chekhov. Right. Yeah. Chekhov, right? It's like Czechoslovakia back in the day. Now it's called the Czech Republic. Who knows what he is, real gearhead, but you're right. They had, they had the thinker, the leader, yeah, there the cerebral person. Yeah. yeah. It's kind of like uh, it's like a CEO in a company. Well, the CEO is usually the visionary guy. The best thing that happened to me was a lot of people got stuck with Star Trek. Jimmy tried to do another movie. He told me I was at his house one day, and he said, I tried to do this Jimmy, movie. Jimmy. Jimmy Doohan. And he said, I was out there, and one of the guys, the producers, leaned out, and the movie was not anything to do with Star Trek. It was after the series was over. Right. Mm-hmm. And the guy leans out and he says, beam me up, Scotty, yeah. like that. Get me out of here. And he said, I knew it was over. Right. That I would never lose that identity. Right. And so yeah. it, it's just really wild at, that, that I was Lieutenant DePaul and I, I was tall, six feet. And yeah. Chatner would always say when I stood up on the set, he'd go, you know, because yeah. he's 5'8". Yeah. You know, but there was that thing about you can't have this guy like this. You know? Right. So then Gene came over to me. The only time he was on the set, he came over to me and says, you know what? I love what you're doing. And I love what you did as Captain Pike. He says, Tass from Russia sent me a demanding letter. I got to put a freaking Russian in here. Yeah. I said, mm. what? In your space as the helmsman. So I got this kid. I'm going to bring him in, and he can speak like a Russian. He can look like a Russian. But I want you to keep working, and I'm going to write a letter uh, oh, for so. you to my parts right. here in Hollywood. <clears throat> so they tried to cut you? He, he tried had to, to because he had to put the Russian where, where I was. I see. But <laughs> two weeks later, oh, I'm working on Get Smart as a lieutenant. No way. From Gene Roddenberry. He sent it right <laughs> over to he Don did get, he didn't. He, he didn't do Get Smart, Gene Roddenberry? No, but he got, he knew him, and he said, I got this actor. He's really good, and I want to see if you can. And my agent said, oh, we got to, John Adams wants to meet you. And 
Said, What'd what? you play on? Were you? I was in temporarily out of control was the episode. Okay. And I play a lieutenant and he comes on board right. and I'm like this and I'm arrogant, you know, and saying, sir, your hat's crooked. You so I don't like your hat either. Boom. That's how the episode starts. <laughs> he throws mine overboard on the, in the, the ocean. Right. You're on report right now. You know, and, and that's how the episode starts. And we were on an aircraft I carrier. I love Get Smart. We were in an aircraft carrier here. Really? San Diego. Yeah. Some, well, yeah. Yeah. Where did you film the Gorn one on location? It yeah, looks like it, it's a canyon. It, it's, it is. Latigo Canyon. It, it's it's, um, is that it's, it's L- as you go LA? up north. No, as you oh. go up north towards, uh, uh, let's see, as you go up towards uh, Palmdale, Lancaster. I think it's on the 15 or one of those. And it'll just say right there. And, it, and it's a national park. And there's no gate. You can just drive right in and you see all the rocks this way. And guess what? Right. Um, my friend who played the Gorn, mm-hmm. Bobby, he yeah. lives about eight miles from there. And he always goes over and does a little show for himself. Well, I was here and I had the outfit on and I was about he to die. And they cut up the back for me so I could breathe. And he oh, tells wow. all the stories about the Gorn because they filmed it in June or July. Yeah. Oh, my God. It must, it must have been hot. Oh, he said it was terrible. But what? But one guy saved him. You know, He says, man, I, he had an exacto knife. Right. He just... <laughs> Cut it open. He's just now, you know, because you breathe through your body right. as well right. as your oh, mouth. Sweating. And here he is with this thing on. Where is that costume? What, is wait, it around? Yeah, the sure. original, I think, the head is around. Right. They saved the head. What, what was that? In case somebody, can you go on, on YouTube and find that episode? Yeah. What's it called? Yeah. What's the episode called? Arena. Arena. Ar- Arena. I love that was one of my favorite ones. Yeah. I like the way he had to get those crystal rocks and get a piece of bamboo yeah. he found in the he middle. He makes of a mortar. I like yeah. where did you get that piece of bamboo? You're in the desert. But anyway, he found one Brand and makes old. a mortar. And uh that was like yeah. I was a kid watching that and I it looked so real to me like Yeah, because Spock's going, He knows. Yeah. He knows. Yeah. And like he knows what? Because everyone's like, right. what does he know? He's making yeah. gunpowder. Yeah. Um, the chemistry it was a chemistry cl- class at the right. time. <laughs> exactly. Everybody got their little chemistry sets out, and they go, I want to make gunpowder. Remember Leonard? Yeah. That's a Jewish symbol. Yeah, that's the co- wanted, that's a Kohanim symbol. He wanted symbol. to be a rabbi when he was really? younger. Yeah, and he lived, in, on he your lived ring? near me in Mattapan, are Boston. You, are you looking at your ring? Huh? No, Wait, this sign. Oh, the okay, like this. It, this is no, a, a, that's a, it's this a Hebrew. Hum- it's a Hebrew sign. It's a sign for the Kohen, Kohanim. Oh, yeah. Yeah. oh, the tribe? Yeah. And you know what this one is? Nothing. Yeah. I don't know what it is, but yeah, I can but do that. Can you hold your gang, teeth? A gang I'll sign. try and do all that stuff, you know? This one's a dog. Ruff, <laughs> ruff, Yeah, I got the shadow. Yeah. Leonard was, <laughs> Good job, Mark. <laughs> Leonard was great when, when I was on the set. and, and oh, uh, how, was that? how was Leonard working with it? Fabulous. Did he have those ears on all the time? Or? Yeah. I already didn't oh, like the ears. Here's an ear story. Yeah. Uh, I'm there, and they're getting the makeup on me and everything, and then all of a sudden they say, we still don't have the, the ears right. For and, you? And the makeup guy says, yeah, I know. He says, I'm, I, I, I'm going over. And yeah, and they're getting me made up, and they still don't have the ears right for Spock. And it's crazy, you know. Uh, and he, uh, it was the makeup guy that told me this. He said, so I got a call from a guy at Universal Studio. He says, I understand you're doing an elf show. An elf he says, show? Yeah, I'm doing an elf show. And he uh, said, I saw a picture of one of the elves, and man, how many? Oh, I've got a bunch of sets of ears. I, there's one that's this picture, and I want to. I want to get that set of ears. I think I'm going to lose my job if I don't get the right set of ears. Because Gene comes in and he cancels every. Yeah, the ears suck. No, right. I don't right. Want the, and sure oh. enough, the guy he says, "Oh, I'll send them over." No, I'm coming over to pick them up. 
And Freddie Phillips was the makeup guy. He had done Outer Limits. Remember Outer yeah, Limits? Oh, that was a great show. Freddie Limits. was the makeup. So he drives over to Universal, gets here, comes back, and he puts them on. Not Leonard, but a guy that looks like Leonard a little bit. Puts right. them on. Standing. And Gene Roddenberry comes in. And he says, like me with them. Yeah. You got it, Freddie. Let's do it. Just like that. Oh, he got lucky. Yeah. I'm sure that guy's like, And he took a breath. He goes, Right, exactly. Getting the right. The Outer Limits was good, but and also the Twilight Zone. Fabulous. Okay, now remember, Kirk was on one of the episodes when they had this thing. He was in the bar. There's something. No, the guy on the wing. wing. Yeah, something. The guy sitting out there. Yeah, but wasn't he also on the one where he's sitting with a. A lady in a diner yes. and a fortune cookie. Yes. Yeah, yeah, he, was, yeah. he did two that of them. That was a good one, too. But there was a lot of really famous... Don Rickles was in one. Yeah. Don Rickles? Oh, yeah. Oh, they had gosh. a lot of them in a pool hall. How did I think you it get was in a pool hall. How did you get in that tight circle? I mean, when you're in Hollywood, yeah, that's a in tight. Yeah, that's a tight group. You know, people think right. it's favoritism. You know what it is? It's time. Talent. What they told me is I never had to take with me. I would get it in two takes. They said, you know how much money you save by having an actor that right. can't take uh, I remember one of the shows, and I think it was A Taste of Armageddon. Mm-hmm. Gene Lyons comes in. He's got that brown outfit on. And I'm there at the controls and everything. And he says, what's going on here? You know, and Gene has this long thing about blah, 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 blah. Joe Pevney was the director. And all of a sudden, he blows the third line. Then he blows the fourth line. Oh, no. They're looking at their watch. Then he blows the eighth line. He can get to eight lines and stops. And Pevney was so smart. He says, you know what? Um, why don't we go have lunch? We'll come back and... Regroup. Yeah, and uh, I got somebody that's going to work with you. And, you know, and he's got the sheet. The lines are about that long. Right. That's a long speech. And they couldn't cut it. And sure enough, they went and had lunch, came back. First take, he got it. Yeah, carb- a, he was needed a car- yeah. carbo load. Right. They, yeah, and that's a, that's a director that knows. You right. get a director that doesn't know that. Right. You know, and he really knows. Right. Uh, Joe Pevney was. That's why Gene used him. And the other guy, I forget his name, but it'll come to me. But anyway. Uh, Did they have teleprompters back then? No. Just, no, they had cue just cards. Just cue cards. Yeah, they had the cards. But your eyes had to go over to them, you know, mm-hmm. whereas now they just float mm-hmm. right in front of you. But, man, that's that's when you got a good director. So how did you become the Winston guy? Mm. Oh, did you have a picture of that? Let's show uh, the crew I how pi- good looking I you are. Pi- I think I have a picture. God, you're good looking. Hold on. <laughs> Hold on. I'm serious. Like this, that, you're, you're like this guy. That like was, that, you're I'm sure weird. you walked you're into that a bar. Guy. You got every chick in the bar. Female like, Mark. There ain't chicks. Oh, Come on, man. I'm 2023. Sorry. I'm gonna look up here. I got I got a picture of him right here. You do? I do. Oh, I got a picture of you for you guys. Mark too. has it as a screensaver. I'd like to see this. You need to. This stop. is Anson Mount and I meeting together. There we go. Nice. That's the new Pike. He's cool. I like him. Show these to the fans. Oh, you Star Trekkers out there, you're Trekkers. <laughs> Identify Trekker, those Trekker. two people. Did you find the Winston guy? Yeah, right here. Oh, you got it. Look okay. at this. Okay, hold on a second. Oh, that's a strange story. <laughs> Did you smoke cigarettes back then? Uh, like like everybody yeah, else? Yeah, a little bit, but not okay, much. Okay, check, check this there out. It is. There Can it you is. guys see that? Yeah. Yeah, look at that stud. Look at him. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, hey, he looks good now. Yeah, Sean looks. Yeah, thank you guys. He looks that's, great. that's the only reason why I asked him what his age was because he's like, that's no like an eighty-one. I, I, I was I was forty something in that one. You and, were. Yeah, I think so. Jeez. And what happened? I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm like in a, a play playing Jesse James, and I got a beard. 
And somebody comes in, my agent comes in and says, oh, Sean, she says, they want you at the park up in uh, West L.A., up in the, the hills, that park, and they name it, it's over near Beverly Hills, but there's a big park up there. And they want you to do a cigarette ad. And she said, I think it's Winston. Yeah. And, oh, they like, you know, I showed them the picture and I had like this, you know. I said, oh, okay. And then I went and I looked at the magazine. It was on the back of Playboy. And I saw the last guy and he's he's he looks like a hairdresser. He's got scissors in his hand. He's got his beard. And then they said, yeah, they want you to be looking like a lumberjack and all that. And I said, oh, okay. Uh, it's 500 for the day and blah, blah, blah. Oh, that sounds good. Okay. So I said, I go to, I go home. And I say, you know what? I, I don't want to look like this. Right. I shave this off. Oh, no. Mm. And they, I just leave the stash. Right. I get to the park. I got my jean jacket on. And the guy's looking for a, a guy with a beard. Right. And he says, who are you? I said, I'm Sean Kent. You're the guy I'm supposed to take pictures of? This is a guy from New York, one of the right. best photographers. And he says, you're supposed to be a lumberjack. And I said, well, I just didn't think I'd look that. Oh, look, don't pay me. Right. Okay, let's right. just do it. Take the picture and everything. Wow. He said, okay, we're going to get a different shirt. We're going to open it up. And it was a time when hair should show. Right. And, and we're going to put a medallion on you. Right. And you got you to gotta look like you. doesn't like Frank. Yeah. yeah. It's there a look, baby. Standard, Standard look. look. Right. Like you. Yeah. I like so it. anyway. When I grow a beard, I, I look too that much chest like chest hair just leaping out. Oh, yeah. So that's how that <laughs> came about. And I didn't know I was going to get paid. But he was a really cool guy. He, you know, he, and then a week later, my agent says, oh, my God, they want to put this picture everywhere. Right. It's the it was in Life thing. magazine. It was Every, in everywhere. everywhere. And a guy calls me from Pell. Oh, Sean, I saw you on the billboard. You're everywhere. Yeah. You know, and all yeah. this. And I'm saying, they went to billboards? Yeah. They never yeah. told me they were going to do That's that. So, cool. yeah, so Selleck and I, he I was a Salem man. Yeah. Selleck says, hey, dude, oh. you're back. Thank you. Yes. All right. That's so. Frank. That's 20, 20, a legit 24 ounces of coffee. Yeah, Mark had to take a pee break. Yes. You feel better? I'm older. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah, I'm older. Got, yeah, yeah you, you're like our what older. Are you talking about? He's like our older brother. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It's unbelievable. But he's at, he's working out. Sean works out. He's telling me. I, I just do a lot of. What do you do for what do isometrics? You do for, I don't do a lot of weights. Right. right. So he needs isometrics. But resistance. Eighty-one years old. Yeah. 1942. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Do you ever go to see other eighty-one-year-olds and go, "What the hell wrong with you?" Uh, yeah. I, I mean, there's a way. No. There's a big difference. I I've been married forty years with. My wonderful, wonderful wife. She's so nice. Japanese-American. And I think we knew we were, when I saw her, I said, this is this what is I've been waiting. I was never married before. So I married her at 40. Where'd you 41. meet her? At a party. L.A.? Uh, no, yeah. Uh, L.A. scene? Right across from the, uh, Liberace's house. Mm -hmm. Yep. And it was a pyramid party where you buy in. Yeah. Everybody oh, buys yeah, yeah, in. Yeah, 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 of course. You come and you bring three pyramid. people. Yeah. Bring five or ten Gs. And everybody made money. And right. then the news wanted to douse it because people right. were saying, oh, you go to the store and everything's sold out because right. they're having a pyramid party. And they've never done a movie on that. I remember the pyramid, the pyramid they party. They were the best. You have You're to jump on you, first. That girl yeah. that you were dating along, she was doing them, remember? I remember. She yeah. was making money. She was and making were, money yeah. doing pyramid you, parties. You bring yeah. two people in. They buy in, right. you go up a notch, right. and then they bring two people in, you go up another notch. Yeah, but that's what—that's the definition of a Ponzi scheme. Well, but whatever. it worked. Yeah, but so it worked. many people that's were how paying off their bills. It's, a, it's all they pyramids. Were, yeah, no. It totally worked. And you go really quick. Yeah. Everyone who's at that party is yep. making money. And then you tell your friends, 
But if you let two weeks go by, they're that's not. They call it a pyramid scheme. That's right. what people. Yeah, hey, they, right. they I, w- I want to talk to you about this. Go ahead. Um, because you mentioned your wife is Japanese American. She is. And when I met George Takai, I met him, and we, I met him on a couple of occasions. But one time, he was talking about the internment camp. Yes. Yeah. And this was not a very bright moment in United States history. Right. It was in friggin' insane. So gross. essentially, what those younger listeners, maybe you do or do not know, is when the Japanese bombed Pearl Harbor, right. Americans said, well, we can't trust Japanese. Right. And they took everybody who was Japanese, almost right. probably right. everybody. Regular and people, they put them in, in, in uh, what, essentially concentration camps. They didn't, camp. well, they didn't kill them. No, but some of them didn't have to go. If you were on the coastline, mostly. Uh, Taki's, my wife's father, was, was a farmer, was working in Colorado. They never touched him. Anybody that was away from the coast enough, they didn't arrest them. Oh, my They God. didn't put them in internment camps. And they stayed for a, a year or two. Where, where, where were they at? Where were they located? They were in L.A. under the freeways. They, no, they were in different states. Yeah. Taki's mother was What do you mean L.A. under the freeway? <laughs> oh, that was a movie I saw. Dude, that's like a... That was... Um, no, that was Scarface. Yeah. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Scarface. Had, had him under the freeway of, before right. he stuck that dude. Right. <laughs> but, you know, of all the people that could have survived, the Japanese-Americans survived. And they oh, became, the most, the, they became the most awarded yeah. World War II fighters against yeah. the Nazis yeah. than anybody. They had the highest amount of medals of honor. Right. When they fought in Europe, Japanese-Americans were absolutely heroic. Absolutely. Now, they're There's a show on Netflix called Age of Samurai. I must have watched that like yeah. four or five don't times. Don't mess with the Japanese, no. man. Those guys are hardcore. They were, they were serious fighters. Yeah, they, they don't were. give and up. And they had that the samurai sword. That's another thing about aliens. Where, like, like this is what I want to ask you guys. Where did gold come from? How do you get all this, all these right. Egyptians with gold all over? You know, you got to smelt it. You, gotta, you have to make it. Right. How'd they get that technology to have gold way back? Right. It, was that an alien thing or no? Well— they the, say the aliens want the humans to mine for them, for their gold, for their planets. They, they that's and that's why – can I make an observation? I was just telling my wife. Because, uh, I lifeguarded for San Diego for years. Really? Okay, 18 years, I was an ocean lifeguard. Cool, man. And the one thing I, the one thing I just saw, like you, you, you see so much all the time. You're a trained observer. And I always thought to myself, why do kids and adults like to dig in sand? Mm-hmm. You can give a kid all the toys in the world on the beach – but they just keep digging. They make castles. They just keep digging. You can watch it today. Like if you look at them, like they're looking for gold. Yeah, w- like in their, in their DNA, DNA is something to yeah. digging is what they. But like. why is it that so when everybody ever prays to God or they're they're saying they always look in the sky? Always look in the sky. Always looking up. Well, when anyone does anything, well, good. when you see a, a, a death in a, in a hospital room, and they and I've had nurses say that, and somebody put up camera one time. When the soul leaves, it's like a it's like a energy field, and it right. goes like this, and then the soul goes like that. Right. Soul never goes down. Right. So I saw a picture of a guy, and you know he's dying. They said he, you know, the respirator just stopped. Yeah. You know, white line, and all of a sudden it comes out, and it goes. Well, I think some some of them go down. <laughs> 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 I love the movie Defending yeah. Your Life. When he wrote that movie, the guy living in Beverly Hills, and he's a car salesman. Or no, he's a salesman, and he leans over with the new the, the new Porsche he's got, and all of a sudden the truck hits him head on, and boom, 
he's with uh, what's her name, uh, the actress, and he's he's being judged, and he's in a van going like this with a white outfit on. You ever see it? No, Defending your you, life? No. Oh my God, you got to oh. see the movie. So Defending there's another life. thing, another observation that I made because we're talking about aliens, is that. There's a lot of people that think we're aliens because we're the only animals on the planet right. that have to wear clothes. Right. We're the only animals that have we're to wipe our asses after we go to the bathroom. Right. Animals don't do that. Right. We're the only animals that play music. Right. Only animals that have sense of humor. If unless put, if unless you, monkeys have look like they have a sense of humor. If you put a human anywhere, they have like three days to live. Like you throw them in a desert, they're going to die. Other animals figure it out. Yeah. We have to, we have to use sunscreen. Which is we're not supposed to be here, right? We don't we don't use well, the, we can't swim. So what's this? What, we're, what, we're horrible hunters. Let's hear what Sean's take is on this. Um, I watched a couple of shows on that, and they said, "Yeah, we're not indigenous to this place," because all of a sudden you, you show the, the the apes, and then you go up Cro Mangra Man, and right. all of a sudden, boom, it changes. And I heard from someone that that's why Mars had this destruction because a lot of our our ancestors, multi years ago, came. They had to flee Mars because, and this planet was all animals and all this, and a lot of them came here. So we're originally. I mean, Elon Musk wants to go back to Mars. He has that thing in his brain. He I don't, just I don't, goes, I, I got to go to Mars. I don't get it. Like, what's the big deal about space? So there has to be something deep in peop some people's DNA mm -hmm. to want to go up. I mean, they make spaceships. Like, who really cares about Mars? I do. Uh, the, the chocolate bar or the planet? Both. <laughs> Both. I like the Mars chocolate bar. It's the one of the I mean, best it's just weird that we, we keep going. We can't figure <laughs> We're trying to solve things on Earth, but at the same time, can't we're trying to figure out. And so the aliens, the final apparently, frontier. the aliens, they come here. Anytime there was a nuclear bomb that went off, they would have more sightings of these. They're like, what the hell are you guys doing? You're not supposed to blow yourselves up. You're our experiment. You're well, going to destroy yourself. Well, maybe they come because the uh, the bomb releases materials in the earth that they can get to. Or it screws up the atmosphere. It's See, right. the pyramids, too. They're like, all right. Nobody knows. The Jews didn't build the pyramids. Jews? I'm Who just telling said you, the Jews it did? It was on the Ten Commandments. No. What? Oh, no, it wasn't. I'm just BSing. Yeah. Jews built they said the slaves built the pyramids. Oh, I got you. That's yeah. what I mean. I got you. Yeah. So this Jew, no the, the Egyptians had slaves, and they're out right. there building all this stuff. All right, that's right. Yeah, mm. you're right. The Ten Commandments right. show that they're building. Moses slave, and they're pulling a giant. There's no way they're pulling a giant, ten thousand pound block of concrete, nine hundred miles, like cutting it. They're like a hundred tons. Try if I just give you a rock, just a beach rock, and go. Right. I want you to cut this without any tools. Right. You'd be like, oh, can't do it. I can't do it. How are you going to cut a giant piece of granite from a mountain? Well, I heard that they didn't even, they've never found anything related to the pharaohs inside the pyramids. No one was buried there. There's no mm -hmm. tombs. Because people, when you don't really read it, you think, oh, the pyramids were built to put the pharaohs in. They never found a pharaoh in a, in a pyramid. Are you sure? I'm positive. They didn't find anything. And, and the way they build it, if you're a pharaoh, you probably want something big. These are just little rooms in their square. Yeah, they never pulled anything out. Did you know that? They say that they're homing beacons for homing the, beacons. Yeah, they could be like energy navigating. Could be. But look, what about Peru and you know Machu Picchu? They're all well, over. I, I think that when you have these bombs, I think here's what I think: humans get to a certain point, and then we just blow each other up. So I think under the earth, like the reptilians, there's been things buried, cities buried, the mm -hmm. land, you know, all this stuff, Atlantis. Mount Shasta. <laughs> uh, Machu I've had Picchu. people that went up to Mount Shasta and uh, 
you got to be very careful because there's a portal at the top, and that's why people don't go up there a lot, and it goes right into the inner earth. Inner <laughs> earth. There's a whole civilization. Uh, there's, well, there's enough room down there, right? There well, that's why they made that movie Land of the Lost. Land they of always the Lost. Have, right. And then yeah. in the old, in the Star Trek, the new Star Trek movie with William Shatner, not the new, newest one, they had that bomb that blew up, and it created an underground uh, Who's bi- Who's buzzing? Planet. It's me. That's you. Hello. Mine. No, it's Scotty. Scotty. Beam me up. Yeah. Scam. <laughs> Scam. Wait. Scotty. Beam me up, Scotty. Oh, I like that one. That yeah. can that fit cool? in your back pocket. I yeah. would love to have That's a... Cool. Wouldn't that be Like great? it here. Yeah. For you. No, I have one. I have one. You have one? Thank you. Yeah. Okay. I, uh, you got the real one. I got it at a toy store. I saw it up in, right. yeah. up in Ventura. And the woman says, oh, yeah, I have one of those left. You want it? This one had... And a, I signed the box a, for her. You gave her the box. Yes. It had a book with it. It had Yeah, it has a little book. Yeah, that is so cool that somebody came out with that. And then the guy from Motorola, right. he was a Trekkie, and he saw it, and he said, I got to create a flip phone. He you, created the flip phone. You know what else they invented that we have now is the taser gun. Oh, yeah. Because, yeah. you know, they go, taser's on stun, and it would just wouldn't kill them, just shock them. The, the, and these the, cops, ta- the cops have Yeah, they have, but they, have the wi- have they have wires on them. So... They have wires on them, but they're still... But they still tase you. Right. They, yeah. It's a taser. But uh, Kirk, Captain Kirk was using that back in the 60s. Yeah. I saw one guy on YouTube that said, I'm going to do the 30-second ride, and he let his friend... Zap ta- Yeah, and it wasn't pretty. No. He was laying face first oh, in the grass, kidding. chewing the earth. I remember that. And he just kind kept shocking guy. him. Yeah, bigger guy. Yeah, these guys, these big these big guys think... It has nothing to do with strength. Oh, they're going to get wanted- shocked. Why would you want that? Go into ventricular fibrillation. Whatever. The one thing I fear the most is being electrocuted. That's why I don't mess around with electricity. The first time I got shocked, I was about four four years old. Oh, yeah. And, and I got a piece of – we remember that. Yeah. I got a piece of toe stuck in our toaster, and I stuck a metal knife in there. I lit, yeah. like really did. Lit up. Yeah, he got lit, lit up, up like a Christmas tree. But then, It was never the same after no. that. No. But but <laughs> all of a sudden I could speak French yeah. and play the piano. Yeah, it was very that. strange. <laughs> now is Frank what happened? telling me the truth that you never were the same after that? I have no idea because I didn't know myself. <laughs> no no. But no. I'll tell you, it, like it was like a real learning experience. Yeah, as you don't a kid. do that ever again. Don't stick a metal knife in a toaster. Right. Kids, oh, God. do not stick a metal knife in a yeah. toaster. Yeah, it is not a good idea. Right. And then they have those. I mean, that's why that whole circuit GFI was built because when you used to drop. You know the hair dryer in the bathtub. You can. They put the GFI right on the right on the thing. Uh, uh, yeah. So you know. But you know, the, I'll tell you what. Of of all the shows Star that Trek was awesome. that I uh, have watched series, not sh- mm-hmm. Star Trek was one hundred percent the most advanced and right. revolutionary right. that withstood the test of time. They even they tried to cre- recreate it with Leonard Picard, that yeah. guy, the yeah. Um, yeah. English dude. Yeah. Uh, he, Pat. He, he, Pat, Pat, he's probably yeah. a cool guy, but... It wasn't Kirk. Um, it wasn't Kirk. What I heard on the grapevine was that until he acted on that show, Gene didn't want him. I said, mm-hmm. I can't have an old guy right. in there. Yeah. And he doesn't speak like American. Right. Mm-hmm. And, and then he saw him, Pat Stewart, Patrick Stewart, and he said, mm. wow. Maybe it'll I be. met Patrick Stewart's son in England, and Shatner was there... Patrick Stewart was coming, and I was in the green room with him. And he said to me, he said, you know, my dad loved being on Star Trek. I said, yeah, we did 148 episodes. I said, yeah, we were only 72. 
on TOS, right? And then he says, and you know what? My dad is a believer in charity because um, he gives a lot of money to battered women because mm-hmm. his mother was beaten up. That's sad. And that was Patrick Stewart's mother. And Patrick Stewart has since made that a great cause is to battered women, battered women. And I didn't know that, but his son told me that. And I said, you know, you don't know why actors do certain things. There's other things in their past Absolutely. that they can help. Right. You know, the money is the money. Okay, right. but if that money, and that's, I call it good karma. Mm-hmm. Right. If you know you're making two or three million dollars and you take 500,000 of it and you give right. it away to charities, not right. for a tax write-off, right. but you know that you couldn't have done that unless you had fame. Right. And it's fame, fortune, and it can be failure. So it's like a pyramid, <clears throat> fame, fortune, and failure. But if it's not at the at the end that it's failure because you believe in God, you believe right. in helping other people. Right. This is what I believe. Right. Then it's not fame, fa- uh, you know, fame, fortune, and failure. It's it's you become almost wiser at right. the end. Right. You become wiser because you realize. And I and I talk to a lot of actors, mm-hmm. and what 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 they say is, you win an Academy Award, you mm-hmm. think you're gonna feel you feel a certain way for a little bit, but then you keep chasing. And then you get another Academy Award. Yeah. So it's, it's a chase that's never fulfilled. That's why these actors... So that job alone doesn't fulfill your soul. So you have to figure out what fulfills your soul. Yeah. Because after you win, then what? Mm-hmm. How many Academy Awards can you win before you go, okay, I'm recognized, everyone knows me, but you're still that person. Well, going. that's a good segue because I know Sean is working on a project now. Yes. I so I know, I don't know how much you want to say about it, but can you say anything about it? I can give it? you the synopsis, not the actual story, okay. but it is a, a story about aliens and they're not really aliens, but they're from another place and they seem like they're aliens helping us to get better than where we are as people. So it's, I call it uplift entertainment is what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And it's called Alien Cross. And this is going to be a, ser- a show? It's going to be a series. Did you do My wife wrote 12, eight episodes completely. Did you have a, pi- you have a pilot yet? We just did a teaser. Nice. See, th- right now, who, he's wait, got- who do you have on it? Can you, can you say? Um, got some NDAs going? No one can no, talk? Yeah, no, right. Not a lot of people I can give you right. where it's going to go, but it's going to go to a very important person that can just walk it into Netflix. Two people we know Wow. that can walk it into Netflix. Nice. With, with your background and your experience in all that you know about Star Trek, your mm-hmm. acting, modeling, yes. Yes. your writing, right. your, your on Very stage, successful. on stage, <laughs> right. live, live on stage. Right. Yeah. This is going to be something I'm looking forward oh, yeah. to. I can't wait. No, we look, I, like we, sooner than later. I hope they get this. I hope they settle this strike. Yeah, what's that's going, going on? on? The, the, oh, the independent productions aren't under that. Oh, yeah. That's oh, right. yeah. Only SAG people. And we're an independent production. Right. Oh, perfect. Okay, so that's so you're not it. you're not crossing any lines. No, we're not, and right. we're not getting anybody not upset at us. Right. Good. Good. And we're ready. I mean, once this teaser is finished, and Tim Russ it was incredible directing it. Can you have Mark and I do a cameo? Just kidding. We want to get there. You can play the reptilian alien. <laughs> you know, you know what's funny? <laughs> I, I, do, I, I, I do the praying mantis. Like, oh, yeah, wow. yeah, right. We, like in we karate. We haven't thought about some the bar, enemy yet. Drinking a beer. Right. Exactly. Right. But I could take so so. Will you be involved in the casting and the directing? Yeah, Yeah. I will. I will be uh, producing with Taki. My wife wrote it, as I said, and she just made it so wonderful. And when the the Trekkers that that, uh, are seeing it, because they're involved in this 
teaser. They said, wow, this is going to so How long does it take to write eight episodes? It must take some time. She, Chat uh, GPT, with her, one minute. No, they can't Well, here's what, here's what you do. You write the first one with most of like a synopsis mm-hmm. of right. A, B, and C right. or up to D or right. whatever. Okay, so that's called a treatment. Right. You write the, the treatment, treatment right. of the whole show, right. but then you take the segments of yeah. the treatment. Storyboard and, you, and you, Well, you just write three pages on each. So when I say there's eight episodes, right. and in the three pages, you right. can write exactly what that episode's about. Gotcha. So she had 12, right. and then when a, a friend of ours who's really good at, at saying, hey, we can co- compartmentalize this more, right. got it down to eight. Got it. So How long's each episode? One hour. Don't you need a... I, th- I thought you need 12 for... Don't you need 12? No, they're, they've dropped that. Now they, they it's dropped at it? least eight. Okay, eight, at least and, eight. and you watch them now. You'll see that they come like one a month. Right. Then they'll be all of a sudden when they catch on, they'll go, oh, we're going to do two a month. Gotcha. And then when it yeah. gets really good, then right. it's one Yeah, then you go, well, then you go every, from then you go to seasons. Yeah, yeah got, it is. Well, season one, exactly. season two. Exactly. Right, because they see how many people are watching it. They do all the yeah. background. That must yeah. be so hard to do. Like Breaking Bad, how did you, how did they extend it so many seasons? Yeah. Well, oh. it's like this. Breaking Bad was a success, but there's a hundred that weren't. You know what I mean? So somebody's going to yeah, rise to the top. Right. And it depends on the timing, the political atmosphere. Mm-hmm. You know, like now we have like the woke movement. Well, there's a careful. lot. There's uh, They had The Sopranos was one of the original ones. Yeah. That was a good one. Yeah, The Sopranos was super good. And then there's um, the... Was that Wyoming the, show that you like? Oh, Wyoming with uh, Kevin Costner. Yeah, Kevin yeah. Co- Yellowstone. Yellowstone. Gosh, Yellowstone. It starts off a little slow. Yeah, everybody tells like, me, you got to watch that, Frank. It's good. Yeah. Then they branched off and they did another one, 1842 or 1840. Harrison Ford. Remember? Really? Yeah. yeah. They did one with Harrison Ford and... Uh, uh, have you uh, met Harrison Ford? No. But I, uh, I have another film mm-hmm. called Air Battles that I know he would love because he really wants younger people to get into flying. He's yeah. a pilot himself. Yeah, and he, he, uh, and he has a plane next to a friend of mine and they talk a lot. And so he really wants to help young people. Fly to yeah. learn how to Already fly. lives in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. Yeah, he's got oh. a house up there. Didn't right. he? Didn't he crash a couple of planes? That was well, John Denver. No, 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 no. no. He, he crash landed. Cr- he crash landed cr- in a golf course. Right, and he was flying a, a right. World War II plane. Right, or something. See? And he took and he landed off perfectly. And like, all of a sudden, he had to come down, and he saw this golf course, and right. boom, he, he landed, landed perfectly. The yeah. guy is a friggin' stud. You know, what else movies? is a really good I think pilot. He was flying out of Santa Monica Airport at the time. John Travolta. Yeah, yeah. Is a big he loves to fly. I think he has like his own seven thirty. And uh, and does. Bill Burr, the comedian, flies yeah, helicopters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Does. does. And he's a good drummer. Is he really? <laughs> yeah, <clears throat> Burr's a Burr, He's a good drummer, real drummer. I like, like it. he takes it he's seriously. Funny. Yeah, yeah, he's funny. He's normal, and when you see him just talking in interviews. So what? When are we going to see you next? Because I want to. I want. Yeah. We want to try to. What Mark and I do is, we see talent. We see somebody that can give viewers. More than just their background, but fulfill their soul. We think you're like that. You give a different perspective. You say things that you don't usually hear. Like there's, and, and you believe this. This is not yeah. an act that no. he. A there, lot of people five, believe this. It's right. not the only. Yeah. Like right. A Area lot. 51. I mean, there has to be something when so many people are into it, and now the military is just starting to come on. Go okay. Yeah. There's something out there. You know, downplay it. So there's something there. There's not nothing there. They might watch this and say, yeah. "All right, cat's out of the bag. Cat's out of the bag. Let's get we can, yeah." I want to see the, uh, the uh, praying mantis guy. Oh, yeah. Is there only one of them? Who knows? Um, 
No, but Richard Doty describes that episode that, that yeah. I gave you, and he'll describe how that happened, and he's a real Would deal. he come on this podcast, do you think? Um, you could check with him. Yeah, bump, yeah. Is a, bump him, bump yeah. him for but us. But I want to tell you the two films I just finished. I want to hear it. One is Staycation with Russ Emanuel directing, mm-hmm. and we've got Olivia Deboe in it with me, who was the, the first Q okay. on Next Gen, and she was also on Conan. She was the woman in Young girl in yeah. Conan. Con- really like Conan the bar- uh, Conan yeah. the dist- barbarian. Yeah, the Conan one the where she plays a girl, blonde, the blonde girl. Yeah, the, with the basketball player. Yeah. I think it was um, who was the, was it not Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Oh, oh yeah. Not was another. It was he played the tall, right, 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 right. guy Big, protecting her. Out, right. Yeah, she's mm-hmm. a pretty girl. She's beautiful. Yeah, yeah and beautiful. She's great to work with. And we yeah. she, we were signing autographs at the uh, at the. Signing at the Star Trek show, and she looks across and she says, Sean, I hope you're okay. How are you? You know, she's 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 from England, British, but she does American right away. But it's really cool because she's in Kate Winslet does that too. Yeah, she's in Staycation with me. Staycation was written about two years ago, three, just before the pandemic, and it's about Uh, a pandemic. No way. And I'm playing a Dr. Fauci character. No. Are you really? Who has to appear in front of Congress. Oh, you'd be a good Fauci. And said, Look, I don't know what where this thing is coming from, but we're going to work on it. And I had to put a mask on, on the, in the interview. And she's interviewing me, Olivia DeVoe. And it's like a Charlie, what's When does name? it come out? Um, they're thinking to, just before Christmas. Oh, so this, this year? In, it's going to be in the theater. 2023. Yeah. Yeah, so that's one. And then I did another one. And it was, um, uh, let's see, uh, Assassin's Apprentice, about a girl who becomes an assassin but they never thought she'd be an assassin. You know, she's a model and right. this and this and this. Cold-blooded killer. Yeah, and she, and we got this girl who's acrobatic, stunt woman, right. beautiful stunt woman, and she just robbed the show. I mean, she's great in it. And I'm playing a guy that, remember how, how Sean Connery had a guy that would tell him, well, this weapon is in right, the front exactly, of the car, right. and right. I had a bow tie on, right. and I'm... Right. I'm, I'm yeah, pl- Q. Yeah. He I'm plays Q. Q. Oh, yeah. Exactly. I'm playing that kind of That's a guy. That's perfect. So it was too, you How know, fun. It was yeah. great. You know, I, do you like I mean, to, do you like to be uh, in front of the camera or behind it better? Well, taking pictures, I take pictures of a lot yeah, of so people for the them. But, but I not, like both. Yeah, I like both. You're 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 an odd duck. Yeah, I like both. You know what I mean? Because you also like movies and you also like stage. I do. That's where you started. I love stage. I love the I, you know. There's a lot of people, especially my friends who are in rock and roll, who go to a concert. Mm-hmm. They've never touched an instrument. They look at the guy playing the guitar, and they go. That's what I want to do. You know, and that's exactly what inspiration to you. comes right. from viewing. Right. A lot. I think that it was his destiny because of his the way his parents met. His mom never told him. Right. Yeah. And then it's just yeah, like, that, yeah, yeah, it's your DNA. mom's probably thinking, God, I didn't want him to do this. It's right, in his right, blood, right, you know. Yes. But oh, I can't. And there's a funny st- thing. You know, the Winston ad you showed. Yeah. She she was standing with a woman, in in Boston, and this bus comes by, and the, she's telling her the other woman that my son is he's in tv and everything <gasps> and there he is and she points and he says where I, she's looking for the right. people on the bus no he's on the side of the bus right. that's him modeling <laughs> the winston ad. that that was, winston ad was everywhere i remember being on not rodale drive but wherever west hollywood and it was the big billboard was, it was. and I, I saw that all the time i used to go up to paramount all the time I had some friends at the studio. So yeah, me on Sunset Strip. Yeah, Sunset. That's where it was, right. Sunset. Right. You want to hear a funny story about Frank? Yeah. So there was this. I'm gonna I'm gonna tell a story about you. Okay. Go ahead. It's a good one though. It's not a bad one. Oh. Okay. So it doesn't matter. He's he's a lifeguard and he had to go somewhere, so he needed to buy some clothes. So he went to this 
this store. It was called International Mail. I don't know if you remember this. It was no, a clothing store. Name. Yeah. And so he's dressing in a in a in a dressing booth, and this guy sees him and goes, "Hey, man, I love your look. I want to take photos." And there was a lot of gays people that would shop there, and Frank's like, "Ah, oh, yeah. this dude's trying to hit on me," and yeah. he's like, "Nah, I'm not." He goes, "No, no my seriously, type. I, I want you to model for our magazine. Will you come and take pictures?" And they, remember, he came back and he told me, he "Goes, dude, this guy says he wants me to go take pictures. I don't know, you know, maybe it's like a scam. Maybe he's trying to pick up on me. Go, go take the pictures, whatever." So Frank became one of the top international male models. You did, man. Yeah. And he was like on wow. posters. And then then they saw him and they go, we want to put him on a lifeguard calendar because he was a lifeguard. And so he was in for two years in this lifeguard calendar. And I mean, and like it was pretty cool. And that was in San Francisco. There's a walking past the store with my friends. And then all of a sudden I go, look, there's Frank's catalog and they have a picture of Frank in the window. In his in his thing and all the the calendars. That's when calendars were a big deal in the eighties. Oh right? yeah. But yeah, you and Frankie, yeah. two. I'm I'm here with two models. <laughs> we two models, it. bro. Well, I want to thank yeah. you. We're gonna keep we're following you around, please. please. We're gonna you know we need the Sean Kenny part two because yeah, I'll, Sean Kenny. Well, part okay series. Yeah, okay. Yes. Right. We we want to track them and we'll get them out there. We'll promote yeah, yeah. them. Yeah, oh, good yeah. I'll, I'll send you any info on the when this stuff is coming. Oh it's yeah, it's such a it's show. such a it's good. It's, it's a real honor. Yeah, it's it's wonderful to be here. An man. honor so to be happy. with you. And then Frank, right. we got to take a picture all together because we just we've never done that with anybody. We don't ask them. I want a picture with us. I want an autograph. Yeah. Okay. I want All right. A thank picture. you. Thank you, guys. Thank you, everybody. So thank you, everybody. <laughs>